0: Matt Step, you were in the Coastal Bend this weekend. What'd you bring me? A sunburn. stepp and Step, your premium high school football podcast from your amigos at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And TexasFootball.com. dot com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. and I am the Step Matt Step. Thank you for being Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very, very much. You are our favorite people because you help make po- podcasts like this possible. Yes, without you, we couldn't do this, and without you, we literally wouldn't. We really wouldn't. Like I, I it's it's four twenty two on a on a Monday. Um, We're in the
1: throes of preparation for the week Because lots of hard work is happening in this office right now Yeah, really You,
0: you should have you heard the conversations, High level conversation mm-hmm. High level football stuff Yeah, high level football stuff It's what we do Here this, at Dave Campbell's Texas true. Along with nonsense mm, Yeah, it's a, it's a weird mix is. Um, This is your week six edition of Tep and Step Week six preview edition We will get into some week five cleanup um, As well as uh, some other things Do uh, you have the bi-week blues? You know what? A little bit, yeah. but but we'll get into that when we're okay. Draft. Because yeah. I've got I've got some thoughts on on that. Um, some hot takes. I got some takes on on the week as a whole. Um, it, it may be some people may sit it out, and I think that's wrong. And we'll talk about why in a moment. If you're sitting out a week
1: of Texas high school football, you're absolutely wrong. You're you're. We
0: don't get that many
1: of those. You're not our friends. You're no. not our friends.
0: I mean, you yeah. only get eleven regular season weeks. Yeah. So you only get eleven big boy weeks. I get it that this is a lesser one, but okay, we'll get to that. Uh, do you realize a couple weeks ago was our 100th episode? Um, so I do know that now because you
1: mentioned it. But yeah, we and, and true step and step fashion, we didn't have any knowledge because even, we were just, digging.
0: We were digging into football. It was three. It was like four hours later, and I was like editing the episode, and I was going to post it, and I was like, huh. Hundred episodes. We had serious football to get to that weekend. We so did. I mean, kidding. we're serious football people. Yes. I think when people think of us, yes, and they look at us, they go, "Those guys are serious mm-hmm. about football." Exactly. You know, you, me, and you walk
1: into a stadium. You know,
0: just yeah, <laughs> we were, it's we're we're breaking down coverages. We're, I know that you know. I know that when we saw John King yeah. at, um, at 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 Mosquito Memorial Stadium last Thursday, and he walked up to us, he his first thought was. Those are serious football yeah, men. Those, are, those, are, those are my people right those there. Those are my people, yeah. yeah. He may have said those are his people, but for different reasons. Yeah. This is your week six preview. Uh, some week five pre, uh, cleanup coming up here in, back, uh, in just a moment in our week six draft. But we will start, as we always do, Matthew, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. And here's what I'm here to say. <coughs> I killed it last week. Let's see if I can do two for two. Yeah. Here's what I'm here to say. All right. Everyone's paying too much attention to Rockwall and Rockwall Heath. Okay. Okay. And I get it. A lot of fun. Oh, 150 points, highest-scoring game of the year. Dumb, lame, nobody likes it. Mm-hmm. But That's not true. It was a great game. It I was a great game. It, it was really fun. But I'll go the opposite end of the spectrum. Matt Stepp, what's the lowest-scoring UIL 11-man game this year? And I'll give you a hint. It happened last week, too. Uh, Aldine Nimitz you and
1: Aldine. <laughs> b- <laughs>
0: boom! What is up? Oh, it was so go go and finish. It I'll, was Aldi Nimitz and Aldi MacArthur, right? That's right. It was it was three nothing, three nothing. <laughs> I have an illness. Hold on, uh, I've got you beat. Three nothing in overtime. That's awesome. Did you know this? It, no, it, I didn't know it was overtime. So I've, I've got the box score pulled up. Aldine Nimitz ruins Aldine MacArthur's homecoming. Oh, can you imagine your homecoming game being a 0-0 regular season? Oh. 3 nothing? It goes to overtime scoreless. I believe MacArthur got the ball to start overtime and didn't score. Oh, and no. then Pedro De Los Reyes bangs through a game-winning 20-yard field goal. And uh, Aldine Nimitz, the Generals, Come yeah. away. No, that's a no c- Nimitz is not the generals. Uh, is the generals. N- Nimitz, See, Aldi Nimitz is the the Cougars. Yeah, uh, the Cougars come away with a three nothing victory. That is the lowest scoring game in the in the uh, in of the in season. That's you know. Before I'm, that, it was Lamarck beating Gal Ball six nothing. That was the lowest score. Okay,
1: and hey, Aldi Nimitz. Talking playoffs. Ooh. Big win. I mean, hey,
0: you know, and, yeah,
1: kinda...
0: we also had a, we also had the uh, Alamo Heights Wimberly game seven nothing Alamo seven, Heights. seven yeah. love there yeah. and uh, yeah
1: so yeah and we had obviously the uh, the six overtime extravaganza in West <laughs> Texas it, oh
0: so it was nine seven
1: yes so the yeah because they changed the overtime rules so going they, for two so somebody just didn't know how to score it basically well, the the scoreboard operator didn't <laughs> there was pictures of the scoreboard floating around that were thirteen to seven sundown. <laughs> They did not they didn't know either. Yeah, because yeah. after because
0: after the third overtime, alternating two point conversion. Yeah, just plays. two point conversion. Which I
1: actually like that rule. I'm sure those last three overtimes flew by because boy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It so, was a weird week. It was. It, I think your, your your description that Texas high school football cut the brakes on Friday night was. You just had this bunch of weirdo totally, games. How about so, Victoria East beating
0: Flower Bluff, dude? That okay. Does your all like, well, fun fact of the week? Yeah. Let's get into. Week oh, five sorry, cleanup. yeah. There you go. Now we're into week five cleanup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, te- I put that in the Slack. I was like, wait, what yeah. the? And then I said a word I shouldn't oh, on, on a Christian podcast. Oh man, yes. We you, are you? Did you repent? I did. Okay, I'm Catholic, right. so I've just felt bad <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> um, yeah, it's,
1: it's it's par for the course.
0: That one, that one was weird because being, we, me being down on Corpus Christi, that was like huge news down there. Yeah, it was big. Well, and especially like yeah i i would bet because you know and and vets and flower bluff we've kind of gone back and forth on of like Who's the best team? Because really, cause who's the best team in Corpus? Because realistically, that could be the best team in Region mm-hmm. Four mm-hmm. of five a Division One. And and Vets got pushed. Vets Gert, got pushed.
1: Gregory Portland. That was nineteen nineteen going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. That was a good game. Brent Davis uh, is that 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 Gregory Portland team is getting better. Brent Brent Davis is. They doing, start off
0: awful slow, but
1: Brent Davis is doing the Brent Davis thing. Mm-hmm. That dude can coach some football. He can. He, he's got and he's got a great coaching staff. Um, how about uh. Austin Aikens taking down oh the defending God. Region 4 champions, Hayes Consolidated.
0: Uh, is that the biggest win in Aikens history? <laughs>
1: it might be. I don't I don't know about Aikens, Austin Aikens' uh, illustrious football history, but it's the biggest
0: win I can remember. Uh, I mean, it was. It, that one came across. It was pretty stunning. Uh, yeah, it really was. And it, it was just a, there was a bunch of weirdo results that like over the course of the week, over the course of the night, we just cut kept dropping these things in and so for all the attention that's being paid to the fireworks factory in rockwall mm-hmm. which was awesome yeah the hail mary was awesome and your reaction was awesome and <laughs> I mean, it, was it was all great it was great um for all the attention that's been paid to that there is there were so many other like results that like came out of nowhere like brian rudder over huntsville okay the
1: biggest that is the biggest win I can I can say yes. that is the biggest win in Brian Rudder history.
0: There were a number of games that you were just like it would just get thrown in there, like in, in the slack, and everyone was just like, "Wait, when they? okay, Smithville over Columbus, yeah, okay, that was a state-ranked Columbus team, and Smithville, I think they're better. They're 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 a, they're a, a average 4 a Division two team. Yes, you know, but right
1: for, now, I mean, that clearly they're not. Now that's a that's a huge win for them for Columbus. Um,
0: I mean, I've got uh, some concerns because Yoakum looks really good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Lorena looks really good. Lorena does. I'm glad you brought up Lorena. I brought them up on TFT today and I'll I'll, I'll give them another shout, which is Lorena, they took those two losses, China Spring and Franklin. Mm -hmm. Those are what you call strong losses. I think they were like both one possession games. They're both close games. Very competitive games. Yeah. Lorena if you're burying them with two losses you're wrong they are, they've got the juice man they put it on Academy who was undefeated mm-hmm. that was one um so a couple of other scatter shooting um we uh, uh ish was out in um troop for West Ruskin and troop and he kept saying he kept throwing into in, into our into our conversations he's like dude West Rusk has got the juice yeah they've They've got the look.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, in preseason, I think I had them as the regional runner-up to Wascom. Mm-hmm. I think I picked Wascom to win Region Region 3 and 3A three Division 2 is going to be a – that's that's a fun region. That you is. Got Wascom, Elysian Fields, West Rusk, Dangerfield – uh, that's a loaded, loaded region. That's going to be a fun. Re- Newton. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're, I'm not, I didn't even mention New- they're like the sixth yeah. mentioned, and Newton's in there as well. Just kind of, hey, we're still down here. We're still, still kind of
0: kicking everybody. We're around.
1: still not bad. We still yeah. have a running back who was committed to USC. Mm-hmm. We're we're not yeah. terrible. Um,
0: El Campo beats up on Bury Champion.
1: Big win for El Campo. You know, that's that's uh, that's impre- the, the level of domination, I think, is the most impressive thing about that. That's a that's a good five A Division two team that El Campo made, laid waste <laughs> to.
0: All right. I think we. I think we've come here. Are we here to bury Judson? Yes. They lose to Shirts Clemens. Are they? Is it? I mean, are they? Gonna, they're one and four. They're one and four. They still haven't played steel they, have to play, they haven't played Smithson Valley either. They haven't played Smithson
1: Valley. I mean, and, they're so and Wagner's not. That's a That's a. There is a greater than zero chance Judson goes three and seven this year. They have not played Wagner either. No, you are right. I mean, that's that's a rivalry
0: game, and mm-hmm. Wagner always plays them tough. Let me let me see, and 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 you are right because the last the last time they had a losing season, they had the state's longest record of it's like it's like the it's like nineteen it's like... seventy six yeah nineteen seventy that's that's incredible. They've had winning seasons every year since nineteen seventy six, and um
1: the the. The Rocket faithful is, they there, there is. A I mean, they they're, your... they're up in arms right now. Credit
0: credit to Clemens, good win for them. Good yeah, win. Yeah,
1: that that puts them right in the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now Judson's looking at th- three and seven, four and six, and missing the playoffs. Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's you know,
1: it's not good. It is not good for the Rockets right now. Um, it's just, there's nothing else. You certainly, nothing else you can say about it. You
0: can't sugarcoat it. Another shout out. Let's give a shout out. Oh, did you see that? By the way, speaking of a crazy games, did you see how Cedar Park Georgetown went? I know it was pretty much a wild one. Cedar it went, Park pulled it out late. Yeah, that apparently, like, I want to say Georgetown got a fumble and scored with a minute left, and then Cedar Park came back and and clapped back within a minute to It's Just not so crazy game. Um, how do we feel after seeing Longview? Because we were out there seeing Longview and West Mesquite. Um, and West Mesquite... Credit to our our guy Frank Sandoval. You and I both mentioned it in the pre- when we were sitting up there in the press box. I know he took over in the middle of in the middle of right not in the middle but right before COVID really hit, and they they struggled last year. They struggled. They look noticeably noticeably stronger in pretty much every aspect of the game. Uh, West West Mesquite did, and they made they made Longview sweat into the third quarter before. I think they turned the ball over like three times in three plays. Yeah, or they ran
1: that. It was <clears throat> West Mesquite, driving twenty-one twenty-one, and they were they had the ball and were driving for the lead, and they ran a trick play. And if it works, Frank Sandoval's an effing genius. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work, he's an effing idiot. That's just mm-hmm. that's just what happens yep. when you're a head coach. Yep. It didn't work. Longview stayed home. Their DB made a great play, picked it off, and took it almost back for a touchdown, but put took it back to the five. And they Longview scored, scored two plays with, yeah, later, or and then. Change the momentum of the game. Yeah, so that, that's you know West Mesquite is a program that, that struggled the past couple of years. They're they're trying to learn how to win, and they're a lot better, but they haven't. You know, I, I, the analogy I made to Coach Sandoval was you know they're they're pushing that boulder up the mountain, but they they're close to the top. But they to get it over that top is the toughest part. You know, once they get it over, it's gonna it's gonna go downhill, and they're gonna be fine. But they're gonna have to they get, they have to get that breakthrough win. They haven't gotten the breakthrough win just yet.
0: What was your read on Longview? Um, very talented. Um, when, they got, they're, when they're I mean, Jalen Hale. If you have not seen him in person, he is
1: he is very good at American football. He is
0: a man. Yes,
1: I think if you know, I know you – I think the biggest thing is that the inconsistency at the quarterback position. If they can get some consistency at quarterback, mm-hmm. they've got playmakers. Yeah, but they're talented. They got dudes that can make plays all over the field. They're just not playing consistent football right now.
0: They got they had a ton of penalties. It was
1: real. Yeah, they're, they're still sloppy, mm-hmm. and they've been sloppy all year, and, and I know it's driving John King crazy. Um, I think if they can play a clean game, if, if Longview plays a clean game, they can beat anybody in 5A Division One. But when they're, play, mm-hmm. they're playing sloppy, they can lose to a bunch of teams in 5A mm-hmm. Division One. So I think it's just a matter of which Longview shows up.
0: Let's round out our, our Week 5 cleanup. By talking about the big game last week, and that is of course El Paso Riverside, and of um, course that was my number one pick last week. El Paso week. Riverside and Monahans, Shout Monahans, six yeah. and zero. Yeah. Uh, I was I was going to refer to. Oh, by the way, uh, I guess I should let's clean this up. Our, our draft. May I will do this? Start doing this. El Paso Riverside Monahans was your pick. Monahans for real. They're six. They're five, five and zero. See that five and zero. They're five, five and zero. I'm not, win. I'm not. I'm not throwing dirt on Riverside. But oh, no, Riverside goes
1: you know four hours on the road to uh, not probably three and a half hours to Monaghan's, and you know they lose by fourteen. I mean that's a that's a competitive showing for Riverside. I mean, I mean Monahans has wins over Andrews and Big Spring mm-hmm. by the same margin. So mm-hmm. I think Riverside showed that they're on, on a on they're on on even terms with those teams.
0: Uh, Rockwell and Heath, you took. Did you hear about that game? Seemed, it seemed to go okay. Yeah, seemed to be fun. Tascosa and Palo uh,
1: Tascosa is really strong. They're really, really good. At, I've, I've said it. They're, they're the favorite in Region 1, 5A Division 1, and they've done nothing mm. to make me think otherwise. Corpus Christi Miller La Vega. It was good you for were the half. Hitting. And then La Vega. I, mean, I, I think La Vega turned the corner.
0: You think so, not just in this game? You mean... Yeah, Turn a corner like
1: they, they, they're doing the La Vega thing. They just got done. If Argyle doesn't return a kickoff, 85 yards for a touchdown, La Vega beats Argyle. Hmm. And mm-hmm. they went down to Corpus. They went four hours on the really almost. That's almost mm-hmm. a five hour road trip to Corpus Christi from Waco. Five First hours Waco on the team. road. Damn. And they go down there and the second half dominate a good Corpus Christi Miller. That's, a, that's still a good Corpus Christi Miller team. La Vega. Kick their ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, for lack of a better yep. term, it was they outscored Miller twenty-seven nothing in the second half. Yep. so credit to La Vega.
0: You took uh, Cinco Ranch and Tompkins. That turned out to be a great game. It did turn out uh, 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 Cinco, very telling about Cinco. Cinco led a, mm-hmm. for a good chunk
1: of this game, so I, I think that right now Cinco is the number three team in KDISD right now.
0: I took Carthage and Gilmer. Um, it's kind of an inconclusive result because I think Carthage's offense still. I still have concerns, yeah, they scored, but they scored twenty eight and seven were from the defense. But here's the thing: their next, they're going to play Pleasant Grove, and we love our friend Josh Gibson at Pleasant they're Grove. But they are down this year. They are they are a year away at yes, least. They're down and they're banged up. They're banged up. Okay, Carthage is going to win. They, the next time Carthage is going to play a game of any real import, will be in two months. So, so let's look at Rusk. Yeah, Rusk, Rusk is, Rusk Rusk is, is interesting.
1: and they've got a McCown at quarterback. Yep, that's usually pretty good. Let's let's
0: okay. I'm willing to give Rusk I what know, I'm saying big, is, but Carthage is still a big favorite. What I'm saying is, surratt has got two months to get that offense up to speed, mm-hmm. basically. And here's the thing: that defense. I mean, they held. They held. They shut out Gilmer for forty-two minutes. Yeah, shut out Gilmer. I mean, their defense scored as much as Gilmer's offense. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it may. Here's what I'm saying it, Gil, Carthage's offense may never get to that juggernaut that it was last year. And I don't know if it's going to matter. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I think
1: I said it in Slack. I was like, is anyone in 4A Division two going to score on Carthage this year? Yeah. I mean, if Gilmer is having to struggle against Carthage, I mean, that, that's super tough. That's telling. a really good Gilmer offense. Mm-hmm. Car- Carthage.
0: Extremely is. good Gilmer yeah. They're averaging 40 something points a game.
1: Yeah,
0: I think th- I think Carthage will get the
1: offense going, but I mean, I- I'll say this: if Carthage's offense continues to struggle, mm-hmm. that does give four A Division II hope because Gilmer, Gilmer at least—I mean, it was fourteen nothing at halftime. Mm-hmm. That's com- that's competitive. That, that's amazing. That th- that's where the bar is right now. That's yeah. where it is with Carthage in, in Division II.
0: Uh, Niederland beats P and G. That's a that's a gutty win for Niederland. Niederland and, and stays and, ranked in the top ten. Yeah, great win for them. Uh, Childress does mean things to Spearman. Childress. Yeah.
1: Spearman's banged up and Childress is. Childress got
0: the juice, man. Is this the year Childress gets past Canadian? Uh, I was texting with a buddy about that and I told him, I was like, I think this might be the year for Childress. Uh, San Antonio Johnson, San Antonio Brandeis. Mark freaking. So yeah, bad. that's Ish's guy. And he's that's a good game. Brandeis jumped
1: out 14 nothing real mm-hmm. quick, and Johnson didn't panic. He came back, back and won. Yeah. Got to win. And then McAllen Memorial and McAllen Rowe. That was a slugfest. It man. was. That, that's McAllen Memorial. McAllen Memorial is like, bring that on. We, we, were were, talk,
0: we were talking about that, about how it's like a game dictated by Pace, and like man. Rowe – Rowe f- suddenly probably sometime in the second quarter they looked up and they go oh crap we yeah. got ourselves into an MMA fight yeah, with a team got, that all they want to do is yeah. f- just throw down it, that was a classic rock fight down yeah. there in the real Grand Valley so there you go there's some week 5 cleanup it's time for week six, dra- 6 drafts we go back if this is your first episode of Tep and Step welcome here's uh, what we're uh, dealing with here we're gonna go back and forth picking games we are most excited about across the state of Texas. Uh, any game in the state of Texas is on the board. Once it's picked, it's off the board. We will go five rounds back and forth selecting games, and then we'll round it all out with our hipster game of the week—a game that maybe is off your radar but yeah. shouldn't be. It's a lighter week this week, as we said. So, twenty something percent of the of the state is off. You said 27, 27 yeah, twenty-seven and a half percent of the state is off. This is the big bye week. Mm-hmm. This is not. This happens every year, guys. Yeah. We have week one week of six. these. It's usually week six yep. because
1: every 16 team district basically is off yep. and then about half of the 18 team districts mostly I'd say 60, 60 to 65% of the 18 team districts play three non-district games, take their bye week 4 and then play seven. Mm-hmm. But there's about 30, 30 30 to 40% that play three non-district games, play two district games, take the bye this week and then play the finish the mm-hmm. five out. So you have all the 16 districts plus uh, the 18
0: districts, and then your normal seven and nine team districts who have the rotating buys. So you got a lot of teams off this week. So we're at the midway point of the of the regular season. Sad times, but um, so there are only, as I mentioned, there's only 525 games this week. 525 Texas high school football games only. So real poverty stuff here. Yeah. Um, us us, us will and, find a way to and, and, and here's power the thing. through. Don't don't check out. This is not a week for the brand name shopper. This is not a, a week that if you are like, "Oh man, I need Southlake Carroll versus Highland Park every single week." Like not that's not your week. That's not your week. But what this is, this is a this is a value week.
1: This is the Ross of Texas high school football weeks.
0: When I was a kid, I
1: used to go to Ross. <laughs> and man, let me tell you When I would find that Nike shirt in Ross in my size or that polo shirt in my size at Ross, (laughs) digging through all those bins, if when I found one of those shirts, it was a good day. This is the Ross of
0: Texas High School Football Week, regular season. Brother, that's the smartest thing I think you've ever said. You're so spot on. It is. You got to dig, you got to want it. Okay. And there's some people who are like, I'm not going into Ross. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some people. So you can't, like that. you can't be like that.
1: I'm not sure I'll go to Ross now. But you
0: gotta, <laughs> but go in. I'm all bougie now. Go in, dig through the racks a little bit. And mm-hmm. I promise you, promise you, there's some good games here. Yeah. Uh, so is that better than my chips and salsa?
1: Seven. I mean, this yes. is, all right.
0: Yes, it is. Oh my God.
1: You need to use it on TFT. I'm going
0: to. I'm going to use it on the freaking Bally Sports Southwest. This is, uh, it's, it's time for the week six draft. Uh, we had a coin flip before the show. I won the coin flip, and so I get pick 1-1 one, one in this week six. And it is a great week in Houston. It, for a, Well, a top-heavy week in Houston, I should say. Yeah. It's a top-heavy week in Houston. There's a, a handful of bona fide bangers down there in the Houston area. And I am going to start 7 o'clock Friday night at Planet Ford Stadium in spring. Oh, yeah. Brand new pl- – I've not
1: been to Planet Forge Stadium yet. Ooh. And Ashley Pickle is going there before me. Wow! I'm jealous.
0: Um, it is going to be um, a matchup in District 14-6A between the Spring Lions and the Spring Westfield. Mustangs, it is one of eight matchups of unbeatens this week. Um, and perhaps you remember how this game happened last, ended last year. <sighs> Can you refresh my memory, good so, sir? Managing editor, sir. So Spring Westfield – Uh, Kicks a field goal with 10 seconds left to take a lead. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the score, but take a lead by three. And as a result, but but because of that, there's 10 seconds left. They all ran on the field. Westfield all ran on the field celebrating. Mm -hmm. Penalty, Mm -hmm. kickoff gets moved back. I believe Spring got a pretty decent return on it and got it to about midfield-ish. This is how I remember it. So they have one play, Bishop Davenport drops, rolls, fires, tipped, caught. Touchdown Spring, and Spring takes down Westfield and wins the district. Yeah. That's basically how it went. Big doings. Uh, Big doings, especially for a team in Spring that, you know, look, let's be honest. They have been, even though they are the, I presume they're the older school. Oh yeah, Spring is the original school. uh, They're the original school, but for a while now... Westfield's yeah. had the better of the run. They have for right. sure. They have, the, they have been
1: the team that has, that has gotten... They've been the flag bearer in spring ISD. Absolutely. I mean, even, well, though De, even though DeCaney
0: has the state title, right? That is true. Because West, West, Westfield's never won one. Right. So, because here's the thing. You look at, you look at spring... In spring, they have they have two 10-win seasons, or let's see, since 2002, they have three 10-win seasons. So that's not an end-all, be-all metric, but let's just use it as a, as a benchmark. 2002, 2014, 2015. Okay? Spring-Westfield, since 2002, has, if you include 2001, we might as well. They have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. 14. Yep. They've, been, they've been the team, and they've won that district a most lot. Most years, yeah. Most, most years. years. It goes through them, so spring able to get that one is
1: big doings. And, and I think spring, if, if, if they hadn't had some games canceled last year, I do think spring would have got
0: to ten last year. Yes, they, I think that yeah they, they were nine. Th- they were nine and one. Yeah, they, they just I think they had three or four yeah. games. They would have gotten it. So the, the, in, in the interest of full disclosure, so <laughs> that that was big doings last year. And make no mistake, Westfield. Has been stewing in their own juices. Oh yeah, they hate for it. one year. So They've spent a whole year hearing about it. A whole year. They have seen that highlight a million times, mm-hmm. and so that's what makes this a really fun game at a brand new stadium that is going to be rocking on Friday yeah. night. It's
1: going to be a big crowd, and mm-hmm.
0: there's there's star power in this game. There too. There is, and I think I think there's going to be a lot of attention paid to the quarterbacks. Okay, Bishop Davenport. That's my football boo. I'm just I'm just I'm claiming him. He's my football man crush this year. I think Bishop Davenport rules. Cardell Williams for um, for Westfield three year starter, really good. Remember, Westfield already has a win over North Shore. Okay, they've mm-hmm. gotten some serious doings here. Yeah, West, Westfield has the best win. Yes, in, on, of the on of these two teams. Yes. this Yes, undisputed. I I think there's going to be a low scoring slugfest. Okay, I think both defenses are looking exceptional. And, you know, Westfield traditionally a very strong defense. Spring, I think, has really grown into a defensive star power. And if I remember correctly, last year was a pretty low-scoring affair as well. Something like maybe 21-18 or something. Yeah, it wasn't. 24-21. Let's let's, see what that was. Let's take a look real quick. They both have defensive playmakers. Spring has Braylon Jones in the linebacker spot. Westfield went out back to the defensive line tree and picked out A.J. Holmes. 27-23. 27-23. Okay. So, So then, into the final minute, it was 20 to 20, right? That was 20 to 20, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in, the, in the final seconds of the game. Both these teams have good defenses. I, I think this game's going to be similar to that. I think it's going to be in the mid 20s. I think it's going to be, I, I think if you're going out there and, and getting so focused on the offensive guys, you may be missing the point. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a slugfest. I think these defenses are going to shine. I think it's going to come down to one or two plays. Um, I'm taking spring. I think they got the juice. I think they're for real. I went Westfield. You went Westfield? Yeah. On upset it's ends. a great game. It's going to be an awesome game. And our own Ashley Pickles. The, the famous Ashley Pickle The will be famous, there. the infamous yes. Ashley Pickle. I think this game's going to be great. If you have, I don't need to tell you about this if you're in Houston. You already know about it. But 7 o'clock and a Friday at playing a Fort Stadium. That's the place to be. In my There's another game that perhaps we'll talk about. Another district showdown of our team that maybe pulled a bit of an upset last mm-hmm, year mm-hmm. Uh, in the Houston area. So your mileage may vary, but... Um, spring and Spring Westfield's my my first pick.
1: What was your first pick, Matthew? Well, you know I spent the last weekend down in the beautiful coast. Here we go in the Corpus Christi area, and I'm going to go down to the coast for a Friday night District 16 4A Division 2 showdown as the three and one Senton Pirates take on the four and 0 Rockport Fulton fi- Pirates in a game that I think is going to determine the district title in 16 4A uh, Division you, II. These, these are the two the two best teams in the district and. Between the two of them, they're 7-1. Senton's got the one loss to Corpus Christi Miller, which in the Miller game, they they had a lot of guys out. Not to make excuses, but I'm going to say, I'm going to make excuses. I'm going to coach. I can make the excuses. Senton mm-hmm. was not at full strength in that game and pushed Miller and lost by four. Senton's back at full strength now. They got Rylan Galvan back, and he went off on Friday night. His numbers are stupid. <laughs> 251 yards rushing and five touchdowns. He caught a 36-yard touchdown pass from his brother Renee Galvan. Sinton was was cooking with Greek Crisco last week. They were they were rolling. And I know it's West Oso. West Oso's down, but Sinton was primed and ready mm-hmm. to go. Well, Rockport Fulton's primed and ready to go too because they went down to Raymondville and Demolished the Bearcats. They did forty-eight to six. They got that slot T offense going with John Chope and Devin Phillips. And when they need to throw it, they can get in the spread and throw it. They got Ace Seibert Jay Sybert's son, the head coach, the coach's kid at quarterback. And Ace Ace is a dude who can throw the football. He in Rockport Fulton plays seven on seven. They they're usually good at it. They can throw it when they need to. So this is a big test for the Senton defense. Going against this Rockport Fulton offense, they're having to go to Rockport. It's not that far away, but it's a tough place to play. It's going to be a big matchup. It's the game of the week down on the coast. If you, had, I think all the TV stations are going to be there. It's a big game, big atmosphere. Rockport beat Senton last year, so don't think Mike Troutman hasn't forgotten about that. You know that that's a guy who is fired up and ready to go, and he will have mm-hmm. Sentin r- ripping and rolling, ready to go. Fun game. I think Senton gets them this year, but I'll tell you what, Rockport Fulton—if if they can win it, you know—we've talked about Senton kind of being the chief challenger to Quero and Wimberley and Navarro in Region Four. I mean, I think Rockport—if they they play well, they you got you to start talking about them as being
0: a challenger as well. Oh, I think you're 100 percent right. I think this is for in that in getting getting put into that mix of like oh, how how much how much of a problem are you going to be in that region? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, both teams. The other thing is both teams are. Coming off of big confidence building wins, like both of them are coming out of of last week feeling like we can beat anybody, like we can we can go out there and we can we can run away from anybody because they did because they looked really good, um, you know, last week taking taking it to their uh, you know taking it t- to their their opponents, um, and yeah, I-, I think this is your district sixteen four A division two title game. I think that the winner of this game is is at least going to. They would really have to slip up to not win the title, the district title, and be that number one seed, which, of course, matters in a place like Fort. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. Especially, you know, you talk about your playoff path. You want to get that mm-hmm. as
1: high a seed as possible because you want to try to avoid those big dogs as long as you can. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I was going to go... You know what? I'm going to go a little weird. I'm going to go a little weird. Not a little weird. It's a matchup of unbeatens. <clears throat> 7 o'clock Thursday night. Keller ISD Athletic Complex. It's another battle of unbeaten's between the Southlake Carroll Dragons. I don't think necessarily anybody's really I'm surprised. Not surprised.
1: They're five and zero. Oh. Probably dodge a squad. Are we, we we, you know, we thought yeah. they'd be good.
0: They're okay. They're decent. That's fine. And the Keller Indians. Who? Keller. That's K E L L E R. Ah. I used and to the, pay
1: school district taxes there.
0: The Indians are five and zero oh for the first time since nineteen sixty seven. Wow. 1967. Um, who was on the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football <laughs> in 1967? Um, let's see. I should know that off the top of my head. Mo Mormon from uh, from Texas uh, from Texas A and M, the big defensive lineman uh, from 1967. That is how long it's been since Keller has been five and zero. What a job! What a job Carlos has done, and 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 he has built this program and this particular team into kind of like his his ideal because he's a defense guy. Yes. He, he is a defensive guy. And Keller has been known.
1: Mm, a little soft. Yes. Yes. Very good on offense. Put up fireworks, put up points.
0: But punch mm, him in the mouth and defense has not been a forte for Keller High. This year in recent years. This year, defense has been stout. Mm. Defense has been exceptional, giving up eight points per game. Uh, Zach O'Day, their star, their star safety is is probably the headliner here, and and look, you know they are off to obviously fantastic start one zero in district, and 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 you might be thinking, okay, well, you know who have they beaten? And three of them, I'd say you're right. They beat North Mesquite, they beat LD Bell last week. They beat Keller Central. Mm-hmm. Their first two wins though, they went to Abilene Cooper and got a win. I know it's a six A over five A, but long road trip. Long road trip. Mm-hmm. Then they went to Denton Braswell and won. And you want to talk about a win that has aged pretty effectively. Agree. Braswell's solid. And their defense has been strong in every single game. So now, here comes not just a test, huh. but the, the, the LSATs. The, the of, final boss. <laughs> the yeah. final boss in South Lake Carroll. And and Carroll, um, no notes. Looking good, guys. Fantastic mm-hmm. stuff. Caden Anderson's been great i mean uh, but and and i i continue to maintain that i think owen allen's the most underrated running back in the state and this is an allen that this is a state that harbors guys like xavier wishart and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i think the fact that does he have an offer yet let me see i'm looking this up real quick does owen allen have an fps offer yet i don't believe so he has he reports no offers I don't understand it, but that's not my job to understand. He he is—he's only a junior, but still, yeah. That kid's a superstar. Caden Anderson has stepped up in a big way. They uh, have—I mean, RJ Maryland has become RJ Maryland has become the guy they thought he could be, which is—it's weird for for Carroll throughout the course of their history, they haven't really had a great history of having like a number one receiver. Like a number one, that's our guy, right? They've had a couple guys here and there, but like it's usually like a like a like a two or three. It's a it's a two it's or a, three guys. It's a group
1: of guys, right? I think, who was it that went to Oregon back? Was it Blake Cantu? Yeah, my, that
0: sounds right. Yeah, I think he was kind of. I mean, he's probably the closest thing I can remember, recall to a number. But a they true are number one. That is a that's a receiver room, is what it is. It's like yes. we just have a, a great receiver room. I think R.J. Maryland's a straight up number one man. He's a, just a like you know that kind of hybrid tight end receiver. Yeah, hybrid. Yeah, no. Don't they have another receiver who's going to um... Landon Sampson? Yeah, yeah. South Carolina right. Landon Sampson. They got yeah. dudes. They can play. And as we've said all all along, their defense is the name of the game. Their defense is low key the the thing yeah, that actually that doesn't get the
1: headlines, but that no. defense has been really good this year. Really. I mean, looking you know they they gave up thirty five points to
0: Rockwall Heath, but looking back at it, it's like mm-hmm. that's pretty good. So here's the thing, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the computer. What's the computer say? The computer has Southlake by four touchdowns. Okay. This okay. is in many ways, it's not as big as Tescosa and Palo, Duro or as big as like Tompkins and or maybe no. Actually, I think it compares really well to Tompkins and Cinco Ranch. Okay? Mm-hmm. Tompkins, state ranked contender. You know, a team that that is the favorite in this one, but Cinco Ranch hung with Tompkins, and we came out of that game feeling pretty good about Cinco Ranch. This is that same thing for Keller. I don't need them to go out there and beat them, but what I do need them to do is hang, prove that they are for real, that they're taking, that they can take a punch, and they can come back. This is the biggest game for Keller in like twenty years. Yeah, it's a massive game. It's a them. massive game. Yeah. A Thursday night. I feel like there's going to be a good crowd out there. I feel like they're starting to get that buzz in Keller. <laughs> Not a long road trip. You no. know, 10 minutes away
1: it's right there on 1709 um, this and a lot I think, I think the neutral fan will be out for this game because it's yeah. a Thursday and there's not it's, it's kind a of a poor slate in it's, a, it's kind of a butt slate I mean so as our friend Jake Kemp says on the tickets yes. butt Thursday it is butt Thursday it's <laughs> but Thursday but it, this is this is the shining light in yeah, that it is. Thursday Metroplex schedule it's so
0: Thursday night and if you're a neutral p- fan you want to go see a good game come on out to Keller real prove it game for, for Keller in this yeah. one. real prove it game it's my second pick what's your second pick Matthew <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take the big game in
1: Houston. The other, the other big one in Houston, as the number two Katy Tigers take on the seventh-ranked Katy Tompkins Falcons. Oh, oh, you're taking that one? Yes.
0: Oh, I thought you were referring to Houston Madison, Houston Northside. No,
1: not this time. Maybe that, that that's still on the board. It's still on the board. Do um, You remember last year when Katy had that long winning streak and Tompkins came in there and said, "Do I remember?" Yeah. Tompkins went in there and said, hey, hey we're, we are
0: we are the new team in town, and we can compete. The second longest district winning streak in Texas high school football history. Yes. 75 games. Second Alito-Alito. Alito's at 98 now Alito, against not, your, your beloved
1: Bulldogs. Sorry. Hey, we were the last ones to beat Alito, though. <laughs> and I was there, damn it. I was at that game. Nolan Ruth, what's up? You know
0: what's up, Nolan Ruth. I was at that game. Uh, anyway... <laughs> What's up, Nolan? I'll it's see okay. you. I'll it's see okay. you Friday in Toler. It's okay. Capel was the last team was the only team to beat Kyler Murray in a game that he played. That's in, right. In high yeah, school,
1: so. we both have we both right. got a little street cred there.
0: Yeah, um, but it worked out okay for Katie because they went
1: on to win a, won a state championship yeah, I don't last think year. That, I don't. I think that overall, if they take a look at twenty twenty, they would take it. Yeah, um, and Katie this year is you know they've had some we you know the, they had back to back weeks against the Woodlands and Dickinson where they were. They squeaked by one-touchdown mm-hmm. victories, but they... Uh, those
0: are good teams, though.
1: Yes, those are good teams. And one thing you know about Katie is they're always going to be good on defense. And they're really good on defense again this year. And they got it rolling last week against Seven Lakes. 45-3. to um, Complete effort. Caleb Coger throws 100, 141 yards, three touchdowns. And the little brother running back combo of Dallas Glass, the little brother of DeAndre Glass.
0: Are you kidding? And Seth I Davis. Saw I saw that, and I was like... Maybe yeah. How's his little brother?
1: Yeah, oh, and Seth God. Davis, the younger brother of Jalen Davis, last year's number one running back, uh, combined for 177 yards, and Glass ran for two touchdowns. So um, it seems like the running back, uh, the running back committee at Katie is doing just fine. You are joking? Yeah, it's it's crazy how that works.
0: I I don't want to interrupt you, but No, you're fine. We're just talking. We're just two. We're just two nerds talking. I have some concerns. About the KD offense Because when KD The difference between a good KD offense And a an unstoppable KD offense Is their ability to throw mm-hmm. They don't have to throw more than 10 times a game But they got to be effective And Caleb Coger, Who was the quarterback last year mm-hmm. um, I think he's I think he's still growing into the role um, I think that maybe The surrounding cast around him Is a little bit weaker in the passing game and as a result, I wonder if that passing game has taken a small step backwards, mm-hmm. which could be the difference between an unstoppable KD team and just a great KD team. Because yeah. there's that's the floor for them is being great. Yeah. I mean, that's they've
1: kind of set those expectations. So um, I think it's fair. I mean, they, they haven't been firing on all cylinders and offense all year. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they've... Those two weeks against Dickinson in the Woodlands, there were some concerns there. So, we'll see if they've gotten to work. T- they, Katie tends to work things out when district play starts. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Um, Tompkins, up until last week, I was pretty high on Tompkins. I thought yeah, they, they lose the stud in Jalen Milrow, mm-hmm. um, who is now at Alabama. I think. Or did he go to Texas? Where did he go? Did you see no, what Alabama? Happened, right, Alabama. Did you not see he played in the in the he played against some first of
0: first pass he threw a touchdown. Yeah. Oh boy. Nick poor Saber. Alabama. Yeah, poor I I feel bad for scrapping Alabama. Scrapping by, you tough, know, tough times. Pov- real poverty program yeah. there. Um, so I thought up until that, they, they I thought they were a
1: more complete team this year. They they, they were mm-hmm. better at all the other spots, and maybe they are. But they they had to work against Cinco Ranch, and I've I've been singing the Cinco Ranch we praises. Like, we like Cinco Ranch. So. Um, I'm a little concerned that maybe going up because Katie, Katie. One thing that we know about Katie is Katie beats the crap out of Cinco Ranch every time they play. Correct. So I, I just wonder if maybe Tompkins has fallen back to the pack just a little bit. Um, I think Katie gets this one. I think it'll mm-hmm. still be competitive I think I think this will be closer to the 2019 game where Sink, Tompkins kind of hangs around, but Katie kind of keeps him at arm's length the whole way. So I like Katie.
0: Yeah, and you know you, this is another. This I mean, it's so strange to think about. Like in the same week, you've got Spring and Westfield and Katie and Sing, and and uh, and Tompkins, which are functionally district championship games. I think we agree, mm-hmm. both at. Beautiful new stadiums, <laughs> both on Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, and technically one starts at 7, one starts at 6. This is a 6 o'clock kick at least Yeah, because Katie does the
1: 6 and 7.30 Friday night kicks because of the um, two stadiums sharing a parking mm-hmm. lot. They just try to control the traffic yeah. flows. So. Smart move there. Get to,
0: this, get to this game. Get to one of those. If you're in the Houston area, there are some places in the state that if you want to sit at home and just watch Valley Sports Southwest or watch games on Texan Live. Mm-hmm. I'm like that's fine. If yeah. you're in Houston no excuse. If you're in Houston, don't sell on your hands. You gotta get out to some games. Um okay. Katie and Katie Tompkins is your second pick. My third pick, I think I'm gonna steal the game out from under you, the game you're going to on Friday night. Okay. Seven o'clock Friday night. Let's go to the big country. Is it is it the big country? We what do we call it? it's Hood County. Oh no, we call it D F W technically. It's I don't love that. Well, it, it's right on the hood Buddy, border. Buddy, that is that is as dis, That is that is disputed territory right there. Yeah, yeah, the, the you get <laughs> you get south of Granbury, and it's yeah, it's dicier territory. That there. is disputed territory. Yes. Uh toller text. That's the border war. That's, that's when the border wars are happening <laughs> right there. Yeah. yeah. The big country people are out there yeah. with signs and yeah. pitchforks. Yeah. It's uh, a border
1: uh, skirmish. What was that k- weird Kansas Missouri border war they the had? Border war, the, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: We burned down yeah. Lawrence. Um. No, I don't know if we were on the great side of that. For, you know, from the happens. morality side of it. Anyway, it it seven o'clock Friday at Tol- Go Tigers at, at Rattler Stadium in <laughs> Toler. You still hate Kansas, right? Of course I do. Yeah. It's the Crawford Pirates and Toler Rattlers. I think two teams we probably haven't talked about enough, and probably because. I don't know if they've played any games that were really, like, noteworthy. Uh, this, These are two teams that I think have just kind of bobbed along. Toller did to beat the crap out of Post to open the season. Toller, that was the one that I think opened everybody's eyes. Yeah. But I think the idea, we came out of that, and our, they'd be on 48-0. Yeah. And I think our thought was, like, here's, Post okay, is down. Post is down. And then, so here's the thing. It What only solidified it was that the next week, they hosted early, and they lost uh, 33-16. And we were like, Pfft, well never mind well turns out early's pretty good early's got some gas yeah, yeah. uh early is five and0 and by the way 3 so 3 d1 381 so they're yeah. punching up an entire classification by the way
1: post is one and four Buddy. they just got their first win last week over Slayton dude, by six dude, they are way down
0: post I want to say Hamlin super down too well, ha- yeah I mean, Hamlin. Hamlin may not make the playoffs tough it's tough yeah. it's tough to it's anyway. a tough, scene. tough scene anyway Toler is four and one with that loss to early, which again a loss that has suddenly aged very well. Yes, um, they beat up, a, but and, and one thing I think is so interesting about Toler, this is their uh, um, they they're, they are a running based team. They want to run the ball, establish mm-hmm. the run, and Got they two are backs. and they are doing it one with senior Joseph Arce mm-hmm. and one a little baby freshman. Joe, Peyton Brown is little his name. little sweet baby freshman, little it's sweet nine pound eight just, ounce yeah, baby just, freshman, Peyton Brown, just fresh out the fresh out the bassinet, and they are going okay. Their offense has been fantastic to start the year, really really strong. Well, that offense is going to have to be fantastic against Crawford because Crawford has outscored their non district opponents by a grand total of let me do some math here, one hundred and seventy three to eighteen. Crawford doesn't give up a lot of points. They're, they're allowing
1: what uh, four and a half points a game. Mm. That's. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to win a lot of football games if you mm-hmm. allow four and a half points per
0: game. Now, now, let's play devil's advocate here. I don't know. They've necessarily played a whole lot of. Uh, they've played a bunch of fine teams. They yeah. have played. They have played a bunch of teams that an they elite should be- team should beat soundly, and they have Goldthwaite, Holland, those types. Good teams. Mm-hmm. I think those are good teams. But probably not to the level. This is the. I think this is the toughest test for both teams yet. Agreed. Maybe with the exception of early, simply because of the classification difference. But yeah,
1: much larger school. Yeah,
0: Crawford. Their defense, ho hum. You know, Greg, Greg Jacobs' defense. Yeah. Um, Breck Chambers and Ty Williams have been relentless. They have been exceptional. They're also the running back and quarterback because two way. Um, I think. I think. I'm jealous you're going to be at this game because I now I've never been to Toler. I don't know anything about their stadium. I don't know anything so about the scene. I've, driv- I've driven through toller
1: a bunch. Okay. Yeah. It's re- you're going to Stevenville mm-hmm. or Brownwood. You're going through toller
0: I've driven through toller too because yeah. I we're going to Stevenville. Yeah.
1: Yes. We drove through. yeah Yes.
0: Um, It, it ain't much. You, 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 you don't remember it because bl- it wasn't much you there. Blink and, you blink and you miss it. Yeah.
1: I think you're in for a whale of a ball game. I'm excited. I think this is a great Friday night. It's gonna be a fun atmosphere. I think it's gonna be a full house in Toler. Mm-hmm. Fun atmosphere, big game. I think you know we top 15 matchup in two A Division one for sure. To- Toler is like right. I mean, yeah. If, if we ranked top 15, I think Toler would be 11 or 12. I think you're right. I mean, they're 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 on my teams to watch to be in the top 10 list. And if they win this, they're gonna be in the top 10. I can I can I can make that assurance to you, Coach Mullins. If Toler yes. beats Crawford. They'll be in the top ten. Toller actually played. This is a seventeen district, so Toller actually has yeah. played a district played game. They're, they're, they're four and one in Crawford, so Crawford had their bye last week. So, mm-hmm. big edge for Crawford there because they had a week off because they've been. They, this is kind of the game Crawford knows they got to win this one. They want to win the district championship. So, I give Crawford the edge there because of the week off, and I think, I think Crawford's just a little better.
0: Two thousand and fifty-six is the capacity of Toller Rattler Stadium. I bet there will be three thousand people there.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't. It won't. It won't surprise uh, me. Coach, think... Coach Mullins has already told me that. Uh, you know. He goes. Well, we don't have much of a press box. Hey, it's two A 2A stadium, I buddy. Know. We get it. We but by get the way, uh, when, while you're uh, when, when we go to our games, mm-hmm. take a look at uh, Class Two A TenaHa's press box when you get a chance. I look at te- TenaHa Stadium on Texas, Texas Bob. What
0: is your third pick, Matthew? Look, pull that up.
1: Well, I went big school last time, so I think I will stay in the big school ranks this week, and I'm going to go to Central Texas. Good Lord, TenaHa! <laughs> Isn't that an amazing two A press box? It's crazy. Golly, it's crazy. That's beautiful. Yes. Friday night mm, in Temple. Too. sorry. They're going to have a spot for me in the press box, too. I nice. bet they're going to have some food in there, too. Mm. Friday night in Temple. I think the 12-6A title is up for grabs. As the unbeaten Harker Heights Knights Glad you're taking this. take on the Blue Front White Bag Equals Magic Temple Wildcats in a big game in Central Texas. All, all of our friends from the Waco Temple area TV stations will be covering this one. This is a huge game. Mm-hmm. Um... We remember, we saw Harker Heights at State 7-on-7, and they had some good-looking kids. They had some cats, man. Yeah, and Rashawn Sanford is probably the the, the lead, lead catalyst of that Harker Heights offense. Um, this is an offense that's averaging 54 points a game. Huh? Now, granted, schedule's been a little soft. They haven't played the, the elite of Central Texas or Austin, but they've done what they're supposed to do. They've blown all those teams out. I played.
0: think uh, I I'm I know there's a five A. Um, I remain impressed that they uh, I, I I remain the, impressed that they went to Flugerville and beat Weiss. Yeah, I remain that's, impressed. That's Weiss is clearly their best win. That's a good one. Um, they
1: open up district last week, blow out Ellison forty, and that's an improved Ellison team. Mm-hmm. They blow Ellison out forty nine to eight. Remember, Ellison beat Liberty Hill, mm-hmm. so it's an improved Eagles team. Sanford, two Sanford, two hundred fifty two hundred fifty seven yards of offense, four touchdowns in the win. This is a, this is a running back who is a great receiver as well. He can do it, but with with you know he can do it running the football. He can do it out of the backfield. He's a, he's a real matchup problem for opposing defenses. I think Temple's going to have Torrey and York, their linebacker, kind of shadow Sanford. That's going to be a fun matchup to watch because York is going to be tracking him all over the field. Um, it's going to be fun. Temple, they're two and two. But their their non district schedule is pretty tough. Temple played, you know, Westlake. They played an unbeaten Magnolia West team. They loaded up on the schedule. Mm-hmm. They open up just district's going to be a little. They're gonna be, the district's kind of going to be a breather. in They're a lot ha- of ways. they're happy
0: to be getting into yeah. district.
1: They open up district last week and destroy Brian. And I know Brian Brian is down, way their, down. They lost their quarterback in the week one, I think, and that just really has derailed their – I thought Brian was going to be second or third in the district. Mm-hmm. Losing their quarterback has just completely derailed them. Temple, they're they're ready. They put up 500 yards of offense last week in a 49-7 win. Samari Howard, three touchdown runs. Mikael Harris and Pilot, their stud recruit, calls in a couple of touchdown passes, and the defense pitched a shutout. Brian's only, only touchdown was on a kickoff return. So give Temple the edge because it is really tough to go to Wildcat Stadium and beat Temple in front of that huge crowd. Harker Heights will be a good crowd. It's just down the road. Mm-hmm. This will be a full house. But winning in Temple is incredibly difficult, especially for the clean ISD schools. They have historically had all kinds of trouble going to Temple and winning, winning in Temple. So give me the Wildcats. It'll be a fun game, though. I think Harker's going to do it. All right. I
0: think they're going to do it. I think they're going to go there. I think they're for real. I think, that, I think that that offense has shown me enough that even though I think their defense... They got tested against Weiss. They haven't been tested since. And this will be the biggest test for their defense Absolutely, so far. Yeah. So far this year, even including Weiss. Um, I think they can outscore their problems. That's what I'm plain and simple. I think that, I don't think that defense is going to be going to be a world beater, but I think that they can outscore their problems. And the the weaponry that they that Coach Edwards has mm-hmm. for that night squad, I think it's going to be enough. I think it's going to be a wild one. I also I also think they are enough. They've got to, they've got to trick Temple into a shootout. They've mm-hmm. got to like, come on, come on, let's just run, come yeah, on, let's do, it. Let's, do it, let's do it, you know, come on, come on it'll be fun. Uh, if they do that, they're in business. If they if Temple can muck this thing up and keep this game like keep if they keep them in twenties, the, if they keep them in the twenties yeah. low thirties, Temple's going to win this game. Yeah, they've like I think I think the magic number for for Harker is probably forty. Okay. If they get to forty one or something like that. I think they're cooking. I think they're. in business. I think it's a fun game. I'm glad you picked it because I do think, as far as like a good atmosphere is Temple Wildcats Stadium always delivers. Always fun. Always delivers. This one with a lot of like a game with a lot on the line at Temple. Mm-hmm. A lot going on there. It's a, it's a Texas high school football bucket list item. It, uh, it, it certainly certainly is. All right, that's your third pick. My fourth pick, Matthew. Let's go sell some good ones on the board. Oh, there's a good one, and I'm going to take one. How you feel about the Bird Bowl? I love it. Down in Harlingen, America. Oh, yeah. It's the Harlingen Cardinals. Cardinals? Yeah. Yeah, Harlingen Cardinals and the Harlingen South. The Hawks. Hawks, thank you. Sorry. Go
1: eat at El Rancho pregame. Um, That's my pregame meal suggestion there for you, El Rancho. And,
0: and, and here's, here's the real gist of this game. The real gist is how much... Has Harlingen South grown up? Are they ready? Are they ready to bow up to, to Big Brother? Because that's what this is, right? That's what this Plain is. Plain and simple. And that's not a knock on South. That's just no. the reality of the situation that Harlingen was there forever. Yes. And then South opened, and they are the new kids on the block.
1: I wonder how many times – I mean, I need to look at this to see how many times Harlingen South has
0: actually beaten Harlingen. I can look I, – I mean – I mean, obviously one hand, because... Uh, it's only about... The rival. Uh, South's only been around maybe 30 years. I'm looking this up. You're listening to live coverage. I'm not going to edit this. Um, Harlingen. Um, they are 2-15 and 15 since 2004. You know, I, I might be able to give you the whole the whole oh, rivalry. Hang on. Let's, let's see here. Um, so I've got their last win any. coming in 2007. Yeah, it doesn't happen... Often, so it's not a. Uh, I've got thirteen. I'm counting thirteen straight for Harlingen High.
1: It's been dominated by. by it has been by the by the by the big brother.
0: But the big brothers own this thing. But here's the thing. I wonder. I wonder if this. Uh, first of all, we stinking called it when we sat here and we were talking about impact. Impact first year coaches. Israel, Israel Rodriguez. Israel Gonzalez. Israel Gonzalez. I'm yeah. sorry. Israel Gonzalez. We freaking called it. We sat here like, guys, this guy knows what he's doing. And they are going to come out with, a, like, coach. And he's got them off to a 4-0 and start. They have been fantastic. And, you know, a big reason why is that their defense has been lights stinking out. Yes. Okay? It's been exceptional. Including last week. And I know they're 1-3. That's not a bad Brownsville-Hannah team. No. A, that is a that is a, a an unfortunate Brownsville Hannah team that I think has run into some teams that are getting hot at the right mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. but I mean they they held uh, Pioneer to they shut out Pioneer, okay. Now Pioneer's maybe not they don't have ELM, yeah they don't they don't have anybody cooking like they, our beloved like EL, our yeah. beloved our beloved chef. Uh, they held Alice to seven points, and I know it's six eight over 40. good six eight team mm-hmm. at Alice. They uh, held v- uh, Brownsville Vets to nine. This defense has been exceptional. Well, here's Harlingen. And Harlingen, of course, has dominated the series. Harlingen Yeah, it's twenty four to four. Twenty four to four all time? Yeah. Okay. So they've you know, they're 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 uh, Harlingen owns the series. Yeah. Harlingen's been the dominant force. They're the bigger School, they're the more
1: established program. Yes. You know. But you know, I think Coach you know, Israel in Israel Gonzalez at South. Understands this rivalry. Mm-hmm. He's a Harlingen grad. Mm-hmm. He coached under Manny Gomez in Harlingen mm-hmm. before getting the Lifer job. Now he's back in his hometown. He knows this rivalry. He knows what it means to the South community if they can somehow pull it off. And Harlingen, this is a weird thing for because Har- Harlingen, I don't know if they view South as their rival. I don't think they do. I mean, they've, 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 they've they 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 view San Benito as their rival. So this, this is this weird. This is a
0: big. You know what this is? This is big. Like. TCU Texas vibe in the sense that like TCU does not like Texas at all, but Texas looks at TCU and they're like, "You're not our rival." Oklahoma's our rival. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit of that, but South this would this would make South season if they can win this game. Here's the thing about here's the thing about Harlingen. They've been solid, very solid. Okay, their one loss on the year is is at Edinburgh Vela. Best team in the valley. Yep. Best Absolutely. big school team in the valley. Yeah. I the, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. the best team. Best team in the valley. Yeah. Even pound for pound, are probably the best. team Best team in the valley. Sure, yeah. Okay. The rest of their games: Lorraine United South, Lorraine United, Brownsville Rivera. Not this is. I think this is the second toughest game they've mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. after Vela. I, I. I'm picking Harlingen because I'm not going to pick against. I Can't pick against a thirteen South is going to throw. Everything in Harlingen. Is, South is foaming at the mouth. Yeah. They are foaming at the mouth to get this win. Um, but I think in the end, Harlingen, I think they're going to get a big game from Isaiah Bell running Man, the ball and find a way through.
1: Bogus Stadium is going to be rock. It's going
0: to be. Thumping.
1: Um, I know Ish is talking about going out of the Rio Grande Valley. I wonder if he should have gone to this game this, oh. this game is going to be electric. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be. And Bogus Stadium is still one of those stadiums. I know you haven't been down there. No. It's right in the. It's right on the main drag. It's right. The, the the road is called the Sunshine Strip.
0: I mean, that is Rio Grande Valley. There's <sighs> palm trees everywhere. It is right in town. This game's gonna amazing. Be, I think I think Isaiah Bell, the running back for Harlingen, is the difference. I think he's probably the single individual best playmaker out there. um I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. I'm going go. I think they find a way through. I think this is a low scoring slugfest, but I think Harlingen finds a way. And I
1: through. think and, and even if South keeps this close, they, yes. they're gonna t- take a lot of confidence yes. into the rest. of – Because I think South's a playoff team this year. I, I think, think you take right. a lot of confidence into the rest of the season. That's my fourth pick. What's your fourth pick, Matthew? I'm going from one end of the state to the other. I'm going up to the Texas Panhandle. I'm going to Vega. Ah, as the five and O Clarendon Broncos visit the four and one Vega Longhorns in a really juicy two a division two matchup of two teams that aren't that far from each other but are in different regions I think no no Clarendon's in region one yeah, Wellington Claren- and Wellington and Clarendon moved into back into region Correct. one but they're in opposite ends of the of the region um Clarendon, we talked about them preseason a little bit. You know, they won the state basketball championship and we knew they had a really good group of athletes coming through and they're getting it done on the gridiron as well. They're five and O right now. They, you know, they drill quana 49 to 27 and they've got that dude in Jamari Davis and at this level. It's, you know, Jamari Davis is a division one prospect at the two, a division two level. We're talking a six foot, two hundred and eighty Athlete who can play running back, DB, outside linebacker. They've got dudes. Clare- Clarendon's loaded with speed and athletes. Um, they're taking on, you know, a Vega team who I think they bounced back nicely from that loss.
0: Yeah, they. Yeah, Bovina's a different animal in the sense that, like, they're not very good right now. Yeah, they're they're poor, they're, they're poor not Bovina. Look at Bovina's schedule and look I'm who they have played. So Bovina, <laughs> it's it, like poor what Bovina. in the Bovina's Bovina's One and four. They have a win over Boys Ranch in week one. Yeah. Farwell, four and one. Huh. Clarendon, five and zero. Oh. Five and oh. New Deal, four and one. Vega, four and one. Yeah. And now, by the way, this week, Santo, yeah, five, five and zero. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that schedule is brutal. And, then, and by the way, in district, ropes. Yeah. Ropes, who's... who's Mighty got, Ropes. Yeah, and Mighty Ropes, who's 4-0 right
1: now. Yeah, that's a tough schedule. So, uh Vegas oh. got Ryan Gray Wonder, the quarterback. He had five touchdowns last week. Huge game. And Vega, you know, kind of rotated ball carriers throughout the game. Used a couple of different running backs. Got over 100 yards each. Um, I think this is going to be a shootout. I think both mm. these teams can put up points. I'm leaning towards Vega in this one, being at home. But this is the game. You know, Clarendon is... Vega's number nine in the state. Clarendon's probably like 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Clarendon's kind of knocking on that door. This is the game where if Clarendon wants to break into the state rankings, I think they do it this week. If
0: they, so I'm fairly certain I'm going to pull up our rankings. I just don't know. If I, Clarendon in football, I don't know. They haven't really
1: won a game like this in quite some time. Mm-hmm. So I'm still a little bit gun shy on them. But I think Clarendon so, has, has the better personnel. So
0: you go to 2A Division. Oh, that's 3A Division 2. 2A Division 2. Do we have any new entries in 2A Division 2? Um, yeah, Chilton. Chilton. Yeah. But Chilton, 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 Chilton moved up. Uh, after number nine, whoever number nine into two division two. Burton. Was, Burton, yeah, Burton got drilled by Shiner. <laughs> well, yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> Shiner's just kind of doing that thing. Yeah,
0: um, we. But I think you're right. Chilton, Chilton was on that sh- is on that short list of teams that we're what, Chilton and uh, um, and uh, golly, Clarendon. We're both on that short list of teams mm-hmm. that like if spot opens up. We'll we'll you know we're going to consider them. So they're right outside of it. I think this is a perfect non-final non-district like tune up right before you get into it and by the way both of them, both of them would be well served to enter district with a little bit of uh, a little bit of, of momentum because remember Clarendon will have to deal with Wellington at some mm-hmm. point. They have to worry about Wellington but they are doing that and by the way Vega next week gets unbeaten Groover. Yeah. You know? And then Vega's got to deal with Stratford mm-hmm. later on in district play. Mm-hmm. So it gets real for both these teams in a hurry. Uh, I think that's a good pick Vega and Clarendon. My fifth and final pick is a game that, uh, it's almost like I have to take it because it is actually in our computer rankings, the number one team versus the number two team in 4A Division 1. Okay. And that is 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Cardinal Field and Melissa, as the Melissa Cardinals welcome in the Argyle Eagles. Melissa took some losses early. And they struggled early. Like they did. I they, think it's fair to say they they just straight up struggled early. The was it? Who did the, they lost to Frisco Memorial? They lost to Salina in the opener. Yeah, which that's And Then they lost to Frisco Memorial, fifty eight to thirty five. That's the one that Frisco. That, that's the one that's mystifying
1: because Frisco Memorial is a, an average five A Division two team.
0: Since then, beat Dallas Carter by fifty three. Okay. They beat Midlothian Heritage by twenty. Okay. And then they went to Paris mm-hmm. to open district and won by thirty stinking seven. Yeah, that's the one. I was when I saw that score Friday night. I was like, whoa! I don't know if something clicked. I don't know if something worked. I know the defense has gotten noticeably better in the mm-hmm. in the last three weeks. But we we never had any questions about their offense. Never at yeah. all. Uh,
1: Melissa's gonna have dudes who can who can. Make plays.
0: Sam Fennigan, Javon Smith, Ashton Mitchell Johnson. They've got dudes. This is the most explosive team that Argy- Argyle's played because Argyle's played good teams, uh-huh. but they played good teams like La Vega. Yeah, they played good teams like Salina, who has a little bit of explosiveness, but they are more. They uh, this brand of Salina football is bully ball, yes. they, like they want to bully you, right? Pleasant Grove is not as explosive as they used to be for with Nolan Catholic, especially early in the year, where they they lost a couple of their best players to, yeah. to transfer. transfers. Yeah. So Argyle, we've mentioned before, we think they're a bit of a different team. This is a more old... still really good Argyle. Team, oh yeah, but... this is a more. I w- I'll just say this is a more standard operating procedure Todd Rogers Argyle team because what he wants to do is he wants to run the ball he wants to play great defense and
1: they're great they play great defense they are they are excellent on defense
0: their quarterback Jacob Robinson is solid but not the centerpiece is the way that I would, I would yes frame
1: it. I he is I don't bus driver is such a bad term no no, no, but, no. But he's an he's, operator yeah he's gonna run the offense and I don't think he's going to win the game for you, but he's not going to lose it for you. They're all. They don't want him to lose it no, for you. They don't want him to. They want him to play into their
0: strengths. Exactly. Yeah. Play. Do. Do your job. Mm-hmm. Sharon Wilson, their big offensive lineman, they kind of plow the road for Landon Ferris and Peyton shoemaker Now, you. You know. You mentioned that that against that, that Lavega game, that La Vega game. You know, they 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 got pushed, and the last couple of weeks, Salina and La Vega, it's been a little.
1: You know. Yeah, the La Vega game. I and mean, they were down 14 10 in the fourth quarter and they returned a kickoff. Mm-hmm. La Vega took a 14-0 lead. Argyle returned the ensuing kickoff for a touchdown and with like eight minutes left,
0: and that was the difference in the game. Here's, here's the difference, and here's why like I kinda hesitate to take this game. Okay. Matt Step, when's the last time Melissa beat Argyle? Have they beaten Argyle? That would be never a clock. Yeah. I don't think they ever have. That'll be September Neverth. Yeah. Um when's the last time the game was close. I'll so, answer that one too. Yeah. That'd maybe be never. once. Never? Okay. I, I didn't. Yeah. I knew they- the average margin of victory for Argyle against Melissa is 27 points. They, they don't just beat Argyle or Melissa, they pummel them.
1: And it's because Argyle plays physical, they mm-hmm. play tough. They, and Melissa traditionally has wilted against teams that punch them in the mouth. Yes. Uh, that's why Melissa's had so much trouble with Paris. Mm-hmm. Because Paris is a team that will punch you in the mouth. So that's why this game is maybe interesting. Because they they did
0: not they didn't falter wilt. against Paris. They didn't yeah. wilt. They, they punch back and punch back harder. They got to do it again. Make no mistake. Like the computer... Uh, and Melissa, by the way, by virtue of their last three weeks, they've risen up to number two in the computer rankings in 4A Division one. The computer has Argyle by two in this one. Um... This would this would represent to me a seismic upset in four A Division One, a massive yeah. upset, simply because I don't think Melissa traditionally and arguably this year matches up well. Yeah, with Argyle now Argyle's not perfect, and I think Argyle can be got.
1: Yeah, this this is not a, the dominant Argyle team of no. of twenty twenty.
0: No, but. I would I would install Argyle as a clear favorite in this game based on history and just based on the way that Argyle rolls. Also of note, Argyle coming off their open date. Yes, that helps. Whereas Melissa just got done playing Paris, who is uh, you know, they are it's a tough matchup. I, they are. I've been watching AEW lately. They are Luchasaurus. They are just uh, just beating people mm-hmm. up. That's a wrestling reference for all there you y'all. Ish, ish, ish will appreciate there you it. go Luchasaurus um, reference on our podcast.
1: I, I think if you're Melissa, I, I'm if I'm as me as as a reporter looking at this game, if Melissa can just hang with Argyle, mm-hmm. if they met again in the playoffs, I think Mel, if Melissa gets some confidence in this game and hangs around with Argyle, I think Melissa could beat Argyle in the playoffs if that if they played if they matched up again. I think it's one of those tough to beat a team twice if they're evenly matched. So want to see that.
0: I can buy in that. All right. What is your fifth and final pick, Matthew? Uh,
1: you know, it's hard to go a week without putting a little Southwest Conference game in the mix. So, Two good ones this week. Two yes. good ones. So let's go out to Shotwell Stadium as the Midland Legacy Rebels visit Abilene to take on the Abilene Eagles, who are all of a sudden surging. Hmm? You know, I I thought I, I was I thought very highly of Abilene in the preseason. I thought they were going to be a really really strong team, and they started out slow out of the gates. Mm-hmm. They get blown out by Amarillo-Tascosa, which, looking back on it, doesn't look that bad, and they lost at home to Abilene Cooper. And I was like, boy, is this Abilene team in trouble? Well, they, all they've done now is rattle off three straight wins. And last week was easily the most impressive, because they went to Ratliff Stadium, and they dominated Odessa Permian. 42-21, to 21, they walk into Ratliff and punch Permian in the mouth and make them like it. Mm-hmm. That game was 42-14 in the fourth quarter. It was over. Um DeKing, that's a great name. DeKing Thomas, uh, 175 yards rushing and two touchdowns for you Abilene. You can stop talking. I know who I'm picking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Rebs are back. Rebs are back, baby. Uh,
1: <laughs> but then Abilene got a- – Abel Ramirez, their quarterback, got going. He had two rushing, two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. Ab- that was a complete performance from Abilene High. Abilene High always gives Permian trouble because Abilene's defense against run-oriented offenses always does a great job. Mm-hmm. Problem is, Midland Legacy is not a run-oriented offense. This is a wide-open – they will run the football. They, Quadzilla, They McKayla will. They young, will run at
0: your butt. I think
1: he had 50-plus carries against Arlington Martin a couple weeks ago, but, but Midland Legacy will also hit you with the big play in the passing game. And That's where Abilene went. Midland Legacy has gotten Abilene. It's because they've hit big plays in the passing game. And Midland Legacy has one of the best receivers in the state in Chris Brazzle. they got a young quarterback, Marcos Davila, who, who can do some things as well and they've had a week off. 17 District, Midland Legacy's bye was in week one of district play. Two weeks to get ready for this game. They know what they're going into in Shotwell. Doesn't intimidate Clint Hartman in the least. It's going to be a tough atmosphere. Shotwell's going to be rocking on Friday night because Abilene High's playing well, but I think Midland Legacy goes into Shotwell. And gets a big win. I
0: think you're right. I think that you're right. I think that this is um, the other. If you're interested, the other uh, big game in the Little Southwest Conference is Wolfert Friendship is taking on. I think they welcome in Odessa Permian. I think they go up to yeah. and to Friendship's
1: fresh off a big win over San Angelo Central.
0: I th- is that still Jay Northcutt? Do I have that? Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Jay Northcutt. Yeah. I think he's got them going, man. I I don't think that's I don't think that's an accident. Yeah. I think they're I think they're back. Yeah. Like I think they're back back. Like, you remember, like it's it. Maybe people don't remember. Not long ago, friendship used to be a team yeah. you did not want to face. Yes,
1: they were. Brent Davis had them. Yes,
0: remember Brent Davis state title mm-hmm. at Grandview. Mm-hmm.
1: Did some, Yeah, that, they were. They were a, t- a tough. They were one of the best teams in Lovick year in and year out. And, you know, Friendship's got a second high school coming in a few years. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, 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 that's a growing part of Lubbock there. So it's a fun week in the little Southwest Conference. But I, I like this Middle Legacy Abilene game. So it's, <laughs> it's one I'm going to keep my eye on.
0: Very, very good game. That is our Week 6 draft. I took Spring and Spring Westfield, Keller Southlake Carroll, Crawford Toler, the Bird Bowl, Arlington, Arlington South, and Argyle, Melissa. Step took Sitton, Rockport, Fulton, Katie, Katie Tompkins, Temple, Harker Heights, Vega, Clarendon, and Midland Legacy, and Abilene. They got most of the state covered. Span of, yeah. Another good span in a, in yeah. a good week. We didn't hit season.
1: San Antonio, but I might be hitting San Antonio in the hipster game.
0: Just saying. Well, and with that, let's go to Matt up for his hipster game of the week. You, being a guy who's, you, you support the troops. Oh, buddy.
1: I support the troops. Matt, interest you in the Texas high school football version of Army versus Air Force? Let's go! As the Randolph RoHawks, the Air Force take on the Cole Cougars, the Army. In a this is a this is a really fun game in the San Antonio area. Someone made a great suggestion um, on Twitter that uh, this game should be played on Saturday afternoon at Heroes Stadium, That's and I agree. Idea. I think That's this a that, hundred. I would go to that game. Holy cow! What. Yeah, I know. I guess they don't want to play on Saturday because it's, it's a district. It's a district ball game. Yeah, I guess that's they don't true. want to play on a short week. Uh, but you talk about rivalries that that are mm-hmm. underrated. This is an this underrated our, rivalry. This is
0: in our UIL 100. Yeah, it's a
1: huge rivalry. It's a unique. It's one. Of, it's the most one of the most unique rivalries in Texas because you know Randolph is located on Randolph Air Force Base. Almost all those kids are the children of active service mm-hmm. m- service members in the Air Force. Um, and then Cole is located on Fort Sam Houston. All those kids are, are the children of of army soldiers on Fort Sam Houston. Um, it's a cool cool event. Um, David Smoke, I was going to uh, say, Smokies. he's a Randolph. He's got you want to you want to get Smoky rolling. Ask him about, about Randolph and Cole. Um, Smokey will get rolling on Twitter about it. He he I'm is a, a tweet right now and. Uh, and as you know, San Antonio Cole's most famous alum, alum is Shaq, oh, yeah. um, who oh, led man. San Antonio Cole to a state title. And you want to look at some funny, funny stuff, look at Shaq playing 3A basketball in the state of Texas huh. and just dunking on people. Um, and then Ro-Hawk, Randolph's nickname is the RoHawks. It's one of the it's like it's like a it's like a jet with a lightning bolt going through it. It's like one of the coolest logos in the state of Texas. It's a fun atmosphere. It's a cool it's a cool event. It's it's a it's, a, it's one of the rivalry games on my on my bucket list that I would like to attend at some point. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited for this game. I'm looking forward to it. So excited. I, I think Randolph has typically gotten the better of Cole in football, and so I think Randolph will get the win. Randolph's probably the favorite. And The yeah. computer has them as a ten point
0: favorite. That's yeah. not the point.
1: No, the point is Hardly a, the point. The point is it's a cool game. And if you're in the San Antonio area and your team is on on a bye week this week or 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 you just don't have a good game to go to, go out to San Antonio. Go out to Fort Sam Houston. I think Cole Stadium is on on post in Fort Sam Houston. Go to this game and support these kids. These are these kids these are the, these ki- these are the f- kids of, of a lot of our, our real-life heroes for sure.
0: I'm sending David Smoke a tweet right now with a smirk emoji. Cuz I know
1: Live I'm coverage here. of Tepper constructing a, saying
0: tweet. Saying a tweet and sending a tweet. Um. yeah okay that's the, that's the,
1: the you want to get David Smoke riled up talk that's some trash
0: a, I'm not I'm just gonna say hey David at hey David Smoke any thoughts on the District 14 3A Division 1 action this weekend <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> anyway <laughs> it's good stuff all right my hipster game of the week Matthew I am going to go to beautiful man I've been very Houston heavy and I ain't gonna stop now no. You're let's planning on you. Uh, you want to break some news here. You are you are planning you
1: are planning a trip to Houston at some point during the regular season.
0: Looks like October 28th. Okay, Cy Ranch and Cy Park on a Thursday night. I might be making my, color, my text my live color commentary debut. That's oh, gonna be awesome. It'll be great. Um, let's go. And you, get, and you gotta go to, Have you been to Frenchies before? No, I've not. You gotta go to Frenchies. I, know I do, buddy. Okay. I know. I will get there. Let's go. Let me make sure I've got this. This is Thursday night, seven o'clock, nine thirty p.m go to Fort Bend County as the four and 0 Montgomery Bears, the Bears take on the surprising four and one Full shear Chargers in what is suddenly, very suddenly, an extremely important game in District 105A Division One. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Full sheer, if you didn't if you didn't know. Full shear is a v- very new program in uh, rel- well well this is years? year four year yeah, four varsity play yeah. First year coach Nick Caduti taking over there. Um, they are off to a four and one start. They beat previously unbeaten Montgomery Lake Creek last week and. They have been exceptional. They've been very good, and, mm-hmm. and they are challenging for a playoff spot. Bo- like, certified challenging. And they have been, I mean, they have... I might say they're challenging for a district title. They, they may be yeah. right now. I mean, win this game and let's talk, right? Yeah. Especially because the two teams that looked like they were going to be the dominant forces at the preseason, a Consolidated and Huntsville, have both shown warts, let's Yes. Say. They've both Actually, shown yeah. warts. There's no perfect team here. Nick caduti has got them going. Full sheer has been Fantastic. Now they get Montgomery and Montgomery's undefeated. Montgomery has is coming off of their bye week. And Montgomery or no, I'm sorry, they beat Connor uh, Conor Oakridge last week. Uh, but they are rolling thanks in large part to the coach's kid. Brent Bolfing, their quarterback, mm-hmm. four year starter. Four year starter. He's been great. He's grown into the role. They are running the ball really well. They've got a senior running back in Jalen Washington, another
1: four-year starter.
0: I watched both of them as
1: freshmen against oh Payto on a Saturday, wow. and I was like, "Wow, Montgomery's got a freshman quarterback and
0: running back." And this, yes, four years ago. And so, if you take a look at this district, okay, first of all, this district has suddenly turned into a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, recent years has been we're just waiting for Consal and Huntsville to play. Yeah, not anymore. And now Rudder's four zero, yeah. coming off their big one last week. Anum Consalde, it's four and one. Fullshire's four and one, uh, Montgomery's four and zero, oh, and now Montgomery Lake Creek is four and one.
1: And Huntsville's is
0: three and two. I mean, Huntsville got two, yeah, two and two, and they get a consolidated yeah. this week. Yeah. By the way, we are talking about a 10 5 a division one game the same week as a and m consolidated Huntsville. We didn't, it, it, didn't. I didn't know they were playing until this week. I know. Yeah. It just it just cross, didn't cross our mind. A lot on the line here. The winner of this game would be two and zero oh di- or uh, for Montgomery's or district opener. Yeah. If Fullshire can win this game, they have got to feel great. Definitely about getting in the playoffs. Two and zero to start with a win over two of the teams that you're certainly challenging for. Absolutely, in the, they're in that mix. Mm-hmm. If if for Montgomery, it's important to get off of the good foot here with with bigger with with certainly challenges ahead. I think it's a super tight district, and I think this game's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think I think Fulcher's going to do it, man. I think they're I think they're for real.
1: Yeah, I think I, I like Fulcher. I, I think they're probably.
0: At, at worst, finishing second in okay. this district. I think they're. I think they're really good. Yeah. Anyway, that is my hipster game of the week. Full year in Montgomery. We've gone for an hour and fifteen minutes, which you know, a little long. But we had a lot to talk about. Uh, what uh, What's on your uh, What's on your travel itinerary? Right? It's a very. I have
1: three games this week. It's an extremely steppy week. And of the f- the six teams that I'm seeing play, five are two A schools. It's a very, small school week. Very small school stuff. Uh, Thursday night, I will be in in Texoma in beautiful Bells. Mm-hmm. as the nakona indians take on the mod cardinals in probably a game that's not that great um honestly but i Maude, Maude is a pretty good 2a division 2 team mod's solid um i think they're they're a district title contender in oh, district 9 saying... 2a division 2 I,
0: okay i will say this you've gone to worse games uh, as you know i have this yeah. I have this dumb formula where it kind of it kind of ranks the games this week uh, of the 525 games uh mod and nakona is 312 Middle That's of the pack. Not bad. Middle of yeah. the pack. Middle of the pack. It is comparable to Eagle Pass win in San Antonio Southside. Yeah. It's a, it's a, Which is another game you would absolutely go to.
1: Yeah, I would. Absolutely. My buddy, Coach Villasenor, Eagle Pass win.
0: Yeah. Schedule a Thursday game,
1: Coach. I'll be there. Um, Friday night, I have got a great one. As Crawford and Toler. That's probably, I bet, top 10%. It, you know, that might be a top 25 game this week in, in the whole state. Really good game. Uh, and then Saturday... I'm going to Beast, Texas. You are Beast, Texas stuff. As unbeaten Combs Unbeaten, unbeaten Combs When have you said that? Uh, boy, it's, it's visits Tenaha for Tenaha's traditional Saturday homecoming game. And as you saw, tenaha has got an awesome 2A stadium. They do. Uh, I've never been to Tenaha. I have seen Teneha play in the state championship games, obviously, but I've never been to Tenaha. So first ever visit to Tinahaw, I'm looking forward to it. And Tenaha's, you know, they're three and two, still the favorite in that district. Um, but colm
0: unbeaten. Yeah, Yeah. Tenaha's a big favorite. Tenaha's a big favorite. Uh, Colm-Sneal Com- Com- is uh, the they have the smart scheduling, smart yes. scheduling. Uh, but hey, listen, they we'll, have not been three and zero in a long yes. time. So we'll, we'll
1: give the Bulldogs a little credit there. Um Wish him luck against Tenaha's is a big favorite, but um, it's the reason why they probably scheduled Colm Sneal for homecoming. Here's but, the thing.
0: They have not had a winning season since 2013 when the head coach at Colm Sneal was Fancy Johnson. So, And we all remember Fancy
1: we Johnson. We remember Fancy Johnson. Shout out Fancy Johnson. So there you go. That, that's my uh, week six schedule. It's, it's a lighter yeah. week this week. So only, only, only three games. Uh, no doubleheader on Saturday. But it's okay. I get to go to East Texas. And uh, on Saturday, I might have lunch at Bodacious Barbecue in Longview.
0: I should probably shout out that I believe we have three – there are, so there are only twenty there are only eight matchups of unbeatens across all Texas High School football this week. That includes private school, six man mm-hmm. all of it. Three of them are in Texan Live. Spring and Spring Westfield, Katie Katie Tompkins, and Houston CE King and Humble Summer Creek. All on Texan Live. So TexanLive dot com. It's a place and, to go. enjoy it. And I think Ish is going to f- one of the other ones in
1: Frisco Liberty and Frisco High. Oh yeah. So D C T F we will have We got it covered. We got the unbeaten games covered for um, sure.
0: Um yeah. Uh, by the way, that's another thing. Um, just before we go, Summer Creek, this is the big prove it week. Yes. If they beat C.E. King. Be, they beat, might be if ranked. They, if, they, if they if they beat C.E. King, I'm getting on my pom poms. Get, get on my game? what is they, Maroon and gold. Yeah, maroon and gold. Maroon and yeah. gold. Get on my maroon and yeah, gold. Yeah, there palm. you go. That's gonna do it for us. That's a cool hour twenty something. I don't know. Whatever. We went for a while. Thanks for being with Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Please tell friends about this podcast because we don't promote this podcast, which is basically word of mouth. So please tell your friends. Uh, And, Steph, thanks for your courage. Thank you. We'll see you next time on Tap and Step.